We are on the top of Chafhei Amar Aleph, 25A1 in the Art Scroll Gemara at the very beginning. And we are really in the middle of a discussion. The broader discussion is about what happens if we see a person acting in a way that looks like he is a Kohen. Uh, specifically, the context that we're dealing with right now is that he is giving the priestly blessings. He is duchening, uh, reciting the priestly blessings, which is designated only for a Kohen, uh, for a priest. And is that sufficient evidence for us to view him as a Kohen, not just with regards to, let's say, Truma eating the specific, the, the special food that's given to the Kohen, but also with regards to the lineage in terms of allowing his child uh, and all future children, descendants, uh, to, to have the status of a Kohen. And the Gemara wanted to bring a proof uh, from a Braisa, which said that how great is the Chazaka, the concept that if a person is doing something uh, beforehand, so then we continue to let them do this, uh, from the example of uh, the people who were in Bavel uh, between the uh, destruction of the first temple to the return with Ezra to Israel and to the building of the second temple, where people were doing certain things in Bavel, acting as Kohanim, even though they didn't have proper documentation uh, that they were Kohanim, but they were acting as though they were Kohanim, and so therefore we continue letting them perform these acts afterwards, even while they are in Israel itself. That is how great the Chazaka is, the concept of the Chazaka, that we can continue letting them doing these practices. Um, and the Gemara, the reason why we came out to this was because the Gemara wanted to say, well, they were reciting the priestly blessings. So if they were doing it beforehand, then we continue letting them doing it in Israel. So then shouldn't that prove to us that we're not concerned, it's not sufficient evidence uh, to allow their kids to be Kohanim. Maybe we're concerned that their kids, let's say, is a Chalal, comes from uh, uh, some improper relationship that the Kohen had, whether it's with a somebody who's divorced or, or a convert. Um, and so therefore that would sort of break off that, uh, there would be a disqualified Kohen. Um, so apparently we're not concerned that just because they're reciting the priestly blessings in Israel, then the people would automatically assume or will give them the status of a full-fledged Kohen. Apparently we're not concerned. We're saying, no, there's no such proof because maybe that's different because we're not giving them anyways other things. This is not, we, we could tell they're, they're not getting these sacrificial offerings, portions of it which are designated to the Kohanim. They're not receiving that. So we can't really prove anything because people know that they're sort of, their status is sort of in limbo because they can recite the priestly blessings or that we can even give them truma if they've been receiving truma in Bavel, in, in Babylonia, uh, so they can continue having truma. However, it doesn't prove anything with regards to any other, few, any other uh, assumptions about the, the children because we're not giving them from their portions for the sacrificial offering. So it sort of balances itself out. So the Gemara now is continuing with that discussion and says, Ve'elamai gedola chazaka. If that's the case, so what is this line of great is the power of chazaka? What exactly is that referring to? Um, in that we know that truma is not going to uh, lead to uh, people thinking that they're full-fledged kohanim because they're, they're not receiving from the sacrificial offerings. So what does it mean? Great is the power of chazaka. What... What is so great about that power? They're, they're, they're not getting other things. So uh, we're not going to confuse it with a full-fledged Kohen. So the Gemara answers as follows. The Gemara says, What's great about this Chazaka 
about that they're allowed to continue doing what they did before is that there's a big difference between eating truma in Israel versus eating truma in Bavel, in Babylonia. When they were eating truma in Bavel, so that's, that's truma only on a rabbinic level. Truma, which is on a biblical level, to eat that special truma that's given to the Kohanim on a biblical level, only exists in Israel. It only exists in Israel when they eat it in Bavel. It's also limited to Bavel, to Egypt, and to uh, surrounding areas close to Israel. It's limited to those areas. But in those areas, it's only required on, on, a, on a rabbinic level, and it's only given to the Kohanim on a rabbinic level. Uh, so great is Chazaka that even though the Kohanim are only eating, uh, or these people are only eating from Truma, which is Truma on a rabbinic level, we now allow them, once they enter into Israel, to eat it on a biblical level. We'll have that sort of jump uh, and that's how great Chazaki is, that if they've been eating it until now, we allow them to continue eating it. They're allowed to jump and eat even truma, which is uh, truma on a biblical level. We'll allow them to eat that form of truma as well. And that's what it means by great is Chazaka. Great is this principle that if they've been acting in a certain way, we could continue to allow them to act in that way, and they could eat truma, which is on a biblical level as well. The Gemara now says... Uh, an alternative answer not to this question but really to an earlier question of if we're allowing them to eat truma so then maybe we're going to be concerned that uh, people are going to view them or will even give them the status of a full-fledged Kohen which is a question that we've had earlier in the Gemara all these different cases of different actions or different privileges that the Kohanim have like the priestly blessings or giving them truma could this be a proof uh, the fact that they're getting this is that proof to the fact that they're full-fledged Kohanim. So, ah, so what about the fact that they're eating truma in Israel now? Is that is that sufficient evidence or are we going to be concerned that people are going to give them the status of, of being a full-fledged Kohen? The Gemara is giving now a new answer. It could be that when they returned to Israel, they were in fact not allowed to eat truma on a biblical level. The truma that's really on a biblical level, they cannot eat. They can only eat truma which is on a rabbinic level. What, what exactly does that mean? In Israel, it's a biblical level. So, no, not all produce is on a biblical level. Uh, it depends, there's a, there's a whole argument amongst the Rishonim, amongst the earlier commentators, what's on a biblical level, what's on a rabbinic level. It could be that it's only um, wheat, wine, and oil, but not other produce, or maybe it could be even all fruits, but not vegetables. The point is, is that not or everything that comes from the ground is on a biblical level. There could be other things which are only on a rabbinic level. Do they have the status of truma on a rabbinic level? So that those produce the kohanim could eat. That's on a rabbinic level for these questionable kohanim, right? We're talking about the the questionable kohanim, kohanim who didn't have their proper documentation. But we do know that they're they they were acting as kohanim with regards to certain areas when they were in Bavel when they moved to to Israel. So we won't give them truma on a biblical level. We'll only give them truma on a rabbinic level. Again, this is a different answer. This is a different answer than before. Uh, when it comes to true, our concern that they're going to become full-fledged kohanim is only when we give them truma on a biblical level. Here, we're not giving that to them. We're only giving them truma on a rabbinic level. So therefore, there is no such concern. Um, and therefore, they can eat truma on a rabbinic level. What does it mean then um, that they uh, that they great is chazaka that great is the status quo that they were eating truma before and they can continue eating now? 
nothing changed. They were eating rabbinic truma beforehand in Bavel. They were allowed to continue eating rabbinic, only rabbinic truma. What does it mean great is chazaka? The point is that we might have been concerned that um, that they might eat, if they're eating rabbinic truma, so then we should be concerned that somebody's going to give them even truma, which is a, truma on a biblical level. The point is that we're not concerned. In Bavel, it's all rabbinic. It's all based on the place. It's not Israel. The entire, all produce is all rabbinic. So there's no such concern. Maybe we should be concerned once they return to Israel that they might also eat truma, which is on a biblical level, which they are not allowed to eat. No, we're not concerned. Great is status quo to say that we're not concerned. We're not concerned they could eat the rabbinic truma, uh, the rabbinic produce, let's say, vegetables, uh, but we're not concerned that they're going to end up eating the fruit, let's say, or or the wine and the oil or, or, or the wheat. Um, that we're not concerned for. Okay, that's what the Gemara answers. The Gemara then asks, based on this answer, again, this is the second answer. The first answer was saying they could even eat truma on a biblical level, and that's exactly the jump that's, that's taking place between Bavel and Israel, that we allow them to even eat truma on a biblical level. The second answer is no. They're still limited to a rabbinic truma only, uh, but you might have thought that we would be concerned in Israel where there's the concept of biblical truma, uh, that maybe they'll eat that, because once they're eating one, they'll eat the other. No, we're not concerned for that. The Gemara says, is this even true? Let's go back to the verse, to the Psukim in Ezra. What were they not allowed to eat when they returned to Israel? And what were they allowed to eat? All it says in the verse is that they did not eat from the Holy of Holies. They did not eat, as we mentioned in the beginning, from the portion that's given to the Kohanim from the sacrificial offerings. That's not what they ate. But from Truma, even biblical Truma, the implication is they did eat from that. So how could we give an answer here, the second answer, saying that they did not eat from the biblical Truma? No, the only thing the verse mentions is from the sacrificial offerings. But they do eat from the actual Truma. Right? So the point is that the Gemara is asking that. Let's go back to the verse. And the verse doesn't say anything about the fact that they're not allowed to eat from the biblical Truma. So how could this, how could this be true? The Gemara says, no, Hachikamar, this is how you have to read the verse. It says they should not eat from that which is Kodesh HaKadoshim, from the Holy of Holies. What is Kodesh? When we talk about Kodesh, Holy, Truma is actually called Kodesh. Kodesh. A non-Kohen may not eat Holy, is referring to Truma. Mikodesh HaKadoshim is that, no, the verse is actually saying they should not eat from Kodesh, i.e. from Truma. And then, they should also not eat from Kachim. They should not eat from the Holy of Holies. Holy is referring from Truma. They shouldn't eat from Biblical Truma, but they could have Rabbinic Truma. Kadoshim, when it says then, Holy in, in the plural of Holies, that's referring to the Korbanos. That's referring to the sacrificial offerings for the portion that's given to the Kohen. They shouldn't eat from either one. How do we know that? That that's referring to the Korbanos. That in a different context, it refers to Kadashim in the plural, referring to the sacrificial offerings, to the portion that the Kohanim receives. So in the end of the day, the point is that within this answer, again, we have two answers. One answer is saying that they could eat biblical truma when they, when they enter into Israel. The second answer is saying, oh, they can only eat rabbinic truma. They cannot eat biblical truma. And uh, when they cannot eat biblical truma, that's actually found in the verse itself. It says they shouldn't eat from Kodesh, from that which is holy, i.e. Truma. The point is that Truma, Kodesh is, is the holy, is referring to Truma. And they shouldn't eat from Kadashim, from holy is in the plural, referring to the portion that the Kohanim received from the sacrificial offerings. What could they eat? They could eat 
Truma, which is on a rabbinic level, according to the second answer. So we have two answers that are, are very different. First answer says they can eat from Truma even on a biblical level, and there's this jump that in Bavel they only ate rabbinic Truma, and we allow them to now eat biblical Truma. And according to the second answer is that no, they can never eat biblical Truma because they're not full-fledged Kohanim. They don't have sufficient proof and evidence. Uh, but they could eat rabbinic Truma. Okay, that's the end of that discussion. Okay. The Gemara now, we're moving on to 25A2 in the article of Gemara. The Gemara now returns to its original question that we've had since the last class, which is, we see that the Kohanim are uh, reciting the priestly blessings. They are giving the blessing to the Jewish people. Or, I don't want to say Kohanim, these people. Would that be sufficient evidence for us to say they are full-fledged Kohanim or not? Is it sufficient evidence? So the Gemara is going to bring a few proofs. And the Gemara will eventually reject both proofs. We're going to present, I believe, two proofs right now. And the Gemara will, will reject uh, both proofs. <coughs> okay, so says the Gemara, Tashma, let us bring the proof, proof from the following Brisa. The Brisa says as follows, Chazaka Lekuhuna. How do we have presumptions that based on the actions that these pr- people are doing, we could assume that they are Kohanim, full-fledged Kohanim. What could they do? At least at this stage. Nisias Kapayim Bebavel. Let's say in, in Bavel, even in Babylonia, not just in Israel, but even Babylonia, if they are reciting the priestly blessings uh, for the people, so then that's sufficient proof. Vachilas Chala Basuria. Additionally, let's say they are eating Chala. There are different gifts that are given to the Kohanim that we've already mentioned. Let's say the sacrificial offerings they are allowed to have a portion of that's given to the Kohanim. Uh, truma, special food uh, from the produce is given to the Kohanim. There's also Chala. When a person takes off Chala, when they're baking, so a certain portion should be going to the Kohanim. So that even would take place in Surya, in Surah. And the assumption here of the Gemara, without getting into all the specific details, is that is that in Surah, uh, Surah was a place which was captured by David, by King David, by David Amalek. It wasn't captured as a group of people, uh, like in the times of Yahushua or in the times of Ezra, where as a, a Jewish people we conquered it, but it was conquered by David as, as an individual, as the king. And so even so, the point is that th- that's still viewed as part of the holiness of the land of Israel. According to this, according to this uh, it's not so simple. This is a big discussion called Kivish Yachad Shmei Kivish or not. When an individual, when it's not the entire Jewish people as a whole, they're conquering a certain land, does that have the holiness of Israel? So here, we're assuming that it does. And so therefore, Chala in Surya, uh, King David captured Surya, so Chala would have uh, an obligation, would have the status of a biblical gift to the Kohen. So that would be sufficient proof for a Kohen. And finally, V'chilik Matanos Bekrachim. And also, when it came to the sacrificial offerings, they would receive gifts uh, the Kohanim would receive gifts, that would also be sufficient evidence uh, that they're a Kohen, at least. The Gemara basically is trying to prove, what are these proofs for? Isn't this sufficient proof to the fact that they are full-fledged Kohanim with regards to their children, that their children are full-fledged Kohanim? Isn't this what we're bringing proofs to? Because we're bringing proofs with regards to Chala, with regards to Chala, and, and seemingly, if Chala is, is a proof also for their children, the Gemara says, Lo Truma. No. It's sufficient proof for what? Not that their children are Kohanim, but that they can then eat Truma. 
The Gemara says, "I understand." Vahadumi dachlis chalakitani machilis chalayuchzin afnesis kapayim liyuchzin. What's the chala therefore? What is chala being sufficient proof for? Isn't that sufficient proof for their kids? So too, all three cases would be sufficient proof for their kids that their kids are full fledged kohanim. The Gemara says, "No, lo achilis chala gufa lechuma. It's all there for truma. Why is chala different than truma?" Essentially, what's going on here is as follows. Um, we are assuming that Chala and Truma have the same exact status. They have the same exact status. If one is biblical, the other one is biblical. If one is rabbinic, the other one is rabbinic. Um, and so therefore, it would be strange for the Bryson to say, oh, if they're eating Chala, if we give Chala to the Kohen, that's their gift. So then so too truma. They're the same exact level. That's obvious. So that's why the Gemara assumed first Chala is proof for lineage. Not not just for truma, but for, for lineage. The Gemara says, no, it's really there for truma. Why? What's the point here? The point here is that this, the author of this brysa, we'll see a differing opinion soon, but the author of this brysa is, holds of the opinion that truma in, in the temple uh, or let's say not just in the temple but today after the destruction of the temple um, or let's say really after the destruction of the first temple even after Ezra has come in uh, Chala is only rabbinic Truma is biblical so giving Truma is biblical it has the holiness with the second time for this during the second temple Truma has the holiness of Israel on a biblical level uh, but for some reason, Chala is only rabbinic. Why would Chala be rabbinic? So we'll see in the Gemara later on reasons why Chala would be rabbinic. Essentially, uh, Chala would be rabbinic because um, because it is uh, it requires that the entire Jewish people uh, enter into Israel. When Ezra entered into Israel, it wasn't with the entire Jewish people. Many Jews stayed behind in Babylonia. Babylonia was also a major center. Not just Israel, but Babylonia remained a major center. So since uh, all Jews did not enter into Israel, or at least let's say a majority of Jews did not enter into Israel, so therefore with regards, specifically with regards to the challah, the gift that the Kohanim received from the challah, from the dough, uh, when they bake, they give a portion of, of, the, of the bread to the Kohen, so that is only on a rabbinic level. So Truma is on a biblical level. It has, the land itself has the holiness uh, uh, on a biblical level, and so therefore Truma is on a biblical level, but Chala is only on a rabbinic level because it has this added requirement that the majority of the Jews have to enter into Israel for this to happen. In the days of Ezra, the majority did not enter into Israel. Okay, so the point now, with that background, the point now is that Chala, eating Chala, you have a jump. They're eating Chala, this rabbinic Chala. We now allow them to eat Truma on a biblical level. We'll allow them to eat Truma on a biblical level. Um, and it won't be proof. Uh, th- it's not that we'll allow their kids to uh, to be viewed as full fledged kohanim. That we won't go so far as to say that. But we will allow this jump to then allow them to eat truma, which is truma on a biblical level. So the point of this gemara is that we have no proof when it comes to them duchening, when it comes to them reciting the priestly blessings, or when it comes to them eating challah, which is only on a rabbinic level. What that allows us to assume in terms of their kohen status is to give them truma on a biblical level. But it won't necessarily be enough proof to allow them to then uh, to then uh, be full fledged kohanim with regards to their children. So that is one proof. We didn't have time to get into the second proof.
Uh, we'll discuss the second proof in the next recording, um, but um, that would that would allow them to uh, eat truma on a biblical level, and we don't have any proof. This is not sufficient proof as to what about their kids. So the Gemara will, will try to bring other sources to answer this question. Again, the ultimate question is, if we see them reciting the priestly blessings, could then we then assume that their kid, that they're full-fledged Kohanim and that their kids are also Kohanim? So that has not yet been answered. So we will continue this discussion in the next recording.